Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports. I really appreciate everyone for tuning into this episode. This is going to be predicated to the Lions, their OTAs, their their videos coming out of camp, um, some bulletin points and some topics we have to discuss surrounding the team, the coaching staff. Um, but let's just kind of break down, I guess, what's been going on so far for the Lions. They do have a lot of hype in this offseason. The first time I think I can safely say that. Maybe a couple times with Matthew Stafford, but then we saw the defense take the field in those years and realize that team can't win anything anywhere anytime soon. Now, the culture is different. The defense has improved. The GM knows what the fuck he's doing. And we have an emotional but also a high IQ head coach that can back up his words He's won big games in the regular season. He just had his first winning season as a head coach in his second season, coming from a big improvement off of a three-win team. He won 9-8. You know, I know people are going to say, you know, that's not elite. You know, those elite teams are winning 11 to 12 games a season. Um, this team is not elite yet. It It is very close. It is very, very close. Statistically, the offense is elite by a significant margin. Uh, top three offense last year, Jared Goff was a top five quarterback in 2022. Will he contain and be able to con- like consistently put up those numbers in this upcoming season for this club? I believe so. I, I firmly believe that he had the best year of his career as a football player um, last season. You know, 2018 was different. He had 33 touchdowns. You know, led the 13th highest scoring offense of all time, 33 points per game in 2018, which led them inevitably to a Super Bowl, which they lost to Tom Brady. Who else? But, but, he got thrown away in the trash, you know, discarded. Then he, you know, struggled his first year, but Anthony Lynn wasn't the good OC that we thought he was going to be. It was a mess. You know, Dan Campbell's first year, Jerry Goff getting used to Detroit, getting used to the the uh, NFC, I mean, that's a big adjustment. Everyone wrote him off. They're like, yo, this is going to be a bridge year. And then he balled out. Like, he made people turn their heads, man. He was making some fucking throws. He was making high IQ plays from the pocket uh, and elevating players around him like we saw in LA. We saw him throwing to a young Cooper Cup. We saw him throwing to a young Josh Reynolds, who we see now. I'm not saying he's anything special, but you know we see we've seen Jared develop with players and now he's safely being like he can safely say he's a part of that developmental process for some of these wide receivers like Amon Ross St. Brown like that's a big deal now Jameson Williams when he finally gets on the field but there's so much to talk about in in regards to uh the the Detroit Lions um obviously we all know they play the Giants the New York Football Giants in uh, the preseason week one. Going to be very excited to see that game. We saw really good things out of their joint practices from both teams, um, respectively. Um, day one, the Lions kicked their ass. The Giants came back the second day and had something to say, that's for sure. But I really just want to touch up on how Sam Laporta has been looking. I think he might have the, the potential to become an immediate top 10 tight end in the league. He just looks he looks stellar. I, his form, route running ability, hands off the charts, very sure-handed catcher. 
I'm excited to see Sam Laporta. You know, I'm, I think we got him at a great value in the draft, and I think that we are going to show why we drafted him. And I think he's going to be able to show that as well because, I mean, ge- genuinely, they had high hopes on this guy for a reason, and I really do believe it was his overall um, ability to be able to do multiple different things um, for the offense, blocking, route running, you know, catching those goal line touchdown passes. Being, a, being an X-factor on the field is something I can see Sam Laporta being called in two to three years, if not after his first season. Because the tight end position is literally one of the most prioritized positions in football right now. Because every club sees what the Chiefs have been doing. They see what the Patriots did for so long. You have that X-factor tight end. You change the game. You have a guy that is a great catcher. Also physically built like a beast. And he can go get touchdowns, yes. And I feel like there's more hybrid wide receiver tight ends now. The whole game of the tight end has changed. And I think Sam Laporta is the perfect mix between what you want as a reliable, you know, 11 personnel, 12 personnel kind of setup. But immediately starting, he's the best tight end we have in that room for sure, physicality-wise, talent-wise. And, you know, I can't say for sure impact-wise, but I think he will be a big impact for the Detroit Lions and their offense. And I think Jared Goff, you know, he always had a good rapport with Tyler Higby or, um, gosh, what was his name? That's so fucked that I forgot that other tight end. Gerald Everett. He had good rapport with those guys, but I don't think he ever had a tight end as good as Sam Laporta. Um... Besides TJ Hawkinson, who we know his ceiling, we know what he is. He's he's going to require feeding the ball, and this team can't do that. They can't afford to feed a superstar on the field or off. Um, but genuinely, I believe that it was the best decision to get TJ Hawkinson out there and go for someone younger, potentially could be better, Um And it's going to be cheaper. On the rookie contract, I just think that that was a smart move to offload someone that was going to require a large amount of money. Um, Also, another guy I wanted to quickly talk about was Maurice Alexander, former USFL Philadelphia Star. um, Played for the USFL Philadelphia Stars as well. Um, I said star without the, you know, I didn't, like, you get the joke. Um, but he's a wide receiver slash uh, like special teams player, and I, I saw him getting utilized in in the slot. And you know maybe we might use him um, in some kind of committee role until Jamison gets back to play X. But I, I really do like the fact that Maurice Alexander is still heavily involved with this team and seems to be growing as a player, getting involved on the offensive side of the ball instead of just seeing him. Uh, on the special team side, which either way, it's very impressive because he was a he was a really good player in the USFL in 2022, and he deserves uh, a nice shot. And I'm glad that he's going in for year two with the Detroit Lions for sure. Um, people were talking about on national media, and you know I don't give too much credit. I mean, especially after Colin Coward came out and said, like I don't even know what to even say about that, but um, <laughs> Dan Campbell is low key a little bit on the hot seat. If, uh, say they win fucking seven games, I think he's on the hot seat. Like, the Lions need to win a meaningful game this upcoming season. 
They need just a fucking playoff win. Just one. Like, people were talking about Super Bowls, championship game. Nah. Win a playoff game. Win a playoff game, then you can re-sign Jared Goff. But I don't think Dan Campbell should necessarily be on the hot seat unless this season is abysmal. But on paper, our roster got so much better and younger. Um, I just really don't think that's going to happen. But I just wanted to notate that because it would realistically make sense if they do stutter out again that the uh, Ford family just gives up on him because you know most teams won't give a coach that long, um, especially if he's a roller coaster ride doing shit his debut, second season was great, third, if it's really bad, then I don't see him maintaining or keeping his job. Um, But another thing I did want to talk about, and I briefly mentioned it there, was the Jared Goff contract is the 15th largest uh, contract in the NFL right now, and it only has two years left on it. Um, Now, the Rams are paying and did pay a lot of his salary, um, so the Lions aren't really taking the burden of that, that hit, but I really do believe that if he does have another Pro Bowl year with a playoff win, they should think about extending Jared Goff four to five years. Because, I mean, an elite pocket passer is not going to age badly. Um, he doesn't miss games. He maintains his health. He's very reliable in that regard. He beat uh, Russell Wilson in a playoff game with a broken thumb. I mean, people forget about this guy and his toughness. I think he could be around for a long time, and I think if he shows consistency this upcoming season in 2023-2024, I think the Detroit Lions have no choice but to sign him because, like Dan Campbell said, you only get worse at quarterback. And they did just sign Teddy Bridgewater. It's a high-quality backup, I guess, but not really. Um, Better than Nate Sudfeld. But it looks like Hendon Hooker is going to be taking that QB4 to QB3 spot. Um... So genuinely something that, you know, you might want to keep an eye out for to see if uh, Hendon maybe takes over Nate Sudfeld there uh, during preseason, if Hendon's able to play. I, I don't know if he will be. I don't know if he's going to be able to suit up or not. But, I mean, they were talking about him being healthy. I don't know if that's, you know, if he's 100%. I don't know what the story is there. But um, definitely something to keep an eye out on. Um, defensive improvement is something I also wanted to just touch up on. Our backfield, our, our, our backs, our safeties, we're loaded. Not loaded with star power, but loaded with depth. Tracy Walker, Kirby Joseph, um, Chase Lucas, Emmanuel, um, Emmanuel, no, no, Cam Sutton, Emmanuel Mosley, right? I believe so. CJ Gardner-Johnson, as well as Brian Branch, who's looked really good from uh, camp and videos and stuff like that, making some acrobatics, like blocks, uh, pass blocks and stuff like that. And he has speed. He has good speed to him. He was covering a kick returner and a punt returner for the Giants and kept him kept up to him with speed and pace. Um, and I really do appreciate that about his game, is that he's able to, you know, not, you know, right now, maybe not have the highest football IQ, and that's no slight by any means. He's still a very young player. Um, But I do think that his physical talents are going to give him an advantage every snap. He is a very, very, you know, kind of... He's built wide, you know, and he's able to... I don't know what his wingspan is, but he's able to legitimately cover the defender, you know, and he just has to kind of time it perfectly, and his body is legit just... 
he's going to be able to body up wide receivers, especially on sideline throws. I mean, I'm just going to be scared for quarterbacks taking shots like that, but definitely shout out to Brian Branch. Um, I'm really excited to have Tracy Walker back. I know I talked about him, but he is a captain of this defense. So excited to have him back week one, ready to go. Uh, He will keep that backfield in check, and that is the reason we suffered a lot of issues with our backs is because Tracy Walker was not back there, um, you, know, you know, calling shots, making, you know, communication prevalent. Uh, he obviously is a captain for a reason. He's a leader, and I'm really excited for him uh, to come back for a bounce-back season with the Detroit Lions. If he has a good year, man, I, I'm, you know, I'm putting my vote in for comeback player of the year. He had a really bad injury that, you know, average humans will not would not come back from. Um, not like better, you know what I'm saying? But one other thing I did also want to discuss at a a decent length here is Aiden Hutchinson just looks outstanding. He looks more defined. He looks more bulky, but also looks a little lean as well. Like, I don't know how to describe that, but I feel like he lost um, a little bit of his, like, not bulkiness as in muscular terms, but like, I remember him looking like he had you know, kind of like, I guess, Giga Chad, like, goes to the gym three times a week arms, and he does have that, but it's actually more of, like, one of those bodybuilder competition. Like, he looks fucking, he looks yacked, bro. And and he had, he put in good reps against uh, the Giants, he made some good plays. I'm really excited to see him develop next to James Houston, Aleem McNeil, Isaiah Bugs, John Kaminsky, a very solid, solid trench group. And I just can't wait to see what kind of production that, that group puts out for the Lions this year. Because, you know, you have a good pass rush. It severely helps out your defensive backs and your pass coverage. I mean, timing is almost everything in the NFL. It really is. If you're able to throw a quarterback off his spot, pressure him, you know, even get a little, you know, push or a shove on him while he's in a stance, you you are forcing an errant throw or you're forcing an incompletion. You are putting in that effort. Becoming a menace on defense is what this defensive line needs to worry about this upcoming year. They need to have some respect on their name. They were good down the stretch last season, but they really genuinely need to pull it together through those. The the, the first six weeks are going to be telling for the Lions. If they start out 1-5, and five, I, I think I might be done. But I don't believe that happening. I actually believe it might go the other way around. I think they actually have a shot at winning at Arrowhead. I really do. Because I, there's something about Jared and Patrick. The last time they met, those guys, you know, put on a show. I mean, they put on a show of the ages on a Monday night football game. And I think that's the perfect rematch. Jared is on a new path. Patrick Mahomes is coming off an, a, another Super Bowl. Jared wants to get there and get a ring himself. Like, for real. And I think he has a chance to. I really do. But the Lions, I think that he does have a chance. They just need to shore up their defense. Need to make sure everything coaching-wise is down to the T. Be on the same level, same wavelength. This is a gritty, intense team that also has an incredible bond. So this is a team that a lot of clubs in the NFL this upcoming season are going to fear to face. And genuinely, you know, I I did touch up on the Jared Goff contract, but I wanted to briefly say this. If he's able to put up another Pro Bowl year, 
you know, I, I'm okay with throwing, you know, a four-year, sixty-five, seventy million dollar contract his way. Like, I don't think that's outrageous. I, I think that's reasonable. I'm sure he would take a money-friendly contract for the team. He's if you actually listen to some of his interviews and how he talks, he just seems like a genuine, chill guy. From, you know, he's a Cali boy, you know. And another weird pattern to note about Jared Goff is every third year in each of the professional football systems that he's been a part of, Cal, the Rams, and now going into the third year with the Lions, those were his pinnacle moments with each club. So just something to think about pattern-wise, but I think he's going to surpass that talent, excuse me, and genuinely, I think he'll find a new level that he can be on this year. He's an elite thrower of the ball, and I believe that he can take this team anywhere it needs to go with, obviously, the right support. But uh, this preseason game is going to be interesting. We're going to have a preseason recap episode as well, just going over all the uh, games, player performances, coach performances, what the, these clubs are looking like. Um, just the whole spectrum, for sure. That should be out, hopefully... Um, early next week, as well as our Tampa Bay Rowdies, you know, recaps, kind of the same time. But I really hope that uh, everyone out there is following us on Instagram and Twitter, threads and TikTok, at Tea Time Reports. We're very adamant on uh, NFL news, as well as Giants football, Buccaneers football, Lions football, and Eagles football. So if any of those teams are interested, like if you're interested in them, Definitely check out our IG page. We have a very kind of like interactive kind of profile going on there. So anything that you're interested in, we probably have a reel for, especially to all the NFL fans out there. And if you don't watch NFL and you plan on it for the first time this year, because it is growing, I know the game in Germany sold out, but I mean, definitely check out, you know, the entirety of the season. Get Apple TV or, you know, go get uh, Red Zone. You can watch all the games at once. I just seriously, it's a... It's an experience, and this should be a very, very fun season for a lot of these different clubs. The Lions have never had this amount of hype going into a season, I feel like. Not for a long fucking time. Um, And I believe that they need to capitalize on the energy and the momentum that they've created, especially after sending Aaron Rodgers home uh, in his final game as a Packer with a pick. Two picks, actually. So just something to think about. I really do hope that we are able to beat the Chiefs going into this season. That is a huge game for us. It's going to either humble the fuck out of us or we will pass the test. And I really do hope that we pass because I think that, you know, once we beat the Chiefs, every every team, every every fucking coaching staff, every national media member will realize, oh, fuck, the Lions are fucking good. Holy shit. They are good. But, I mean, if this team's able to go on a tear... um, kind of in the middle of the season as well, you know, win three or four games out of five. I I really do believe that they can win 10, 11 games this season. Uh, They have the talent. They have the players. They have everything that they need. They have a good, a great GM, one of the best GMs ever, in my personal opinion, with based on the talent that he's drafted. Todd Gurley, Aaron Donald, Cooper Cup, Jared Goff himself, Amon Ross St. Brown, Panay Sewell. I mean, you name it. Now Aiden Hutchinson. This guy's a menace on the draft board. And the Giants are incredibly lucky to have him. I would love for the Tampa Bay Bucks to have him. Um, Brad Holmes is a is a genius. I think that's safe to say. He drafted Jared, realized, man, I could probably go get him. Let's bring him over here. We'll win some games. Sure as hell. Took a little rough, rap, you know, patchy start in the first season. But now, you know, everyone is all eyes on the Detroit Lions. 
They have the fame. They have the notoriety now. They did well last season, but they need to do even better to succeed expectations, to be able to be deemed one of those bigger clubs in the league because they have the chance to be. If they go out there and beat the Chiefs week one after the Chiefs just won a Super Bowl game, no, I, I, I refuse to believe that this team will not make the playoffs. Like, they, they will... Like, and, and most of the games they lost were by very minimal points because their offense was scoring, but their defense just couldn't get a stop. So, I mean, like, it was down to the fact of, you know, it was... <laughs> Either way. I mean, you break it down whatever way you want. But um, I guess moving forward to our last topic on the Detroit Lions... One thing I just wanted to touch up on before I wrap this episode up is what do you all think the Detroit Lions will be able to accomplish this upcoming season? If you're an adamant NFL fan, if you're into the NFL, what do you think is the ceiling and the floor for this team? You know, let, let us know over here at Tea Time. Make sure you're following us on Instagram. Maybe send us a little message on there or, or on Twitter. I'm very uh, active on both of those platforms for the podcast. So, Definitely shoot us your input and your thoughts on the Detroit Lions because they do have a lot of hype uh, going around. And if there's anything interesting, uh, if there's anything you would want me to say on the next Detroit Lions episode or the next football podcast, you know, definitely let me know and I can uh, I can quote you and shout you out for sure. But thank you everyone so much for listening to this Detroit Lions discussion. Really hope everyone enjoyed it and make sure you're staying tuned for more and more episodes here at Tea Time Reports. We're trying to keep trying to keep this show going and growing you know that's the goal that's the uh that's the aspiration right there but this is trevor and uh thank you all for joining tea time and thanks for uh all the support peace <laughs>